We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Twenty minutes a day. 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. What is up, everybody? Welcome into this bonus episode of the Pack a Day Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Herman. You can follow me on X at Andy Herman NFL. So, for those of you guys who have not been paying attention, obviously on the YouTube channel here, have the new microphone stand, new microphone, new computer, new sound mixer, new everything. Unfortunately, I found that there is one key flaw in the entire system, and that is that you must turn on the sound system in order for it to work. Unfortunately, this is my second time recording this full episode, and the first time I did it, it was one of those episodes that just went so smoothly. It was perfect, and then I get into post-production, and it was a complete nightmare, but I love you guys so much, and I thought this topic was so fun that I wanted to redo it anyway, so we are going to talk about T. Higgins and whether or not he should become a member of the Green Bay Packers. Now, full disclosure here, I saw a lot of talk and chatter on my timeline about T. Higgins and whether or not the Packers should go out and trade for him. And I thought that, hey, this would be a really interesting topic for a podcast and to go over over on YouTube and everything and just sort of discuss this. Would this be a good idea? Is it a bad idea? And sort of break it down like I always do in extreme nerdy great detail. After I prepped the entire episode, 
I did recognize and realize that, hey, the reason that this is being talked about is because Peter Bukowski did an episode on this over on Locked On Packers. So I urge you and recommend you to check that episode out as well, because we're going to get a little bit of a point counterpoint to whether or not this would actually be a good idea or not. And spoiler alert, my take on it is that this is not a good idea for the Green Bay Packers to pursue this trade in any way, shape, or form. And of course, like I said, I'm going to go over why in very great detail. Now, let me be clear. T. Higgins is a fantastic football player. I think sometimes even his overall statistics do not do him the benefit of who he is as a player. He did not get the opportunity to play with Joe Burrow for the vast majority of his last season in Cincinnati. And for those of you who are wondering why this is even a conversation in the first place, and if you haven't been following the T. Higgins conversation, let's start off by saying T. Higgins is currently or was supposed to be an unrestricted free agent for the Bengals, but the Bengals have since franchise tagged him and used that tag on him so that he really the only way that he can go anywhere else is if some team signs him to a huge deal, which is not going to happen if some team does come to terms with a deal for T. Higgins, it is going to be via a trade because the franchise tag is just going to be uh, too expensive from a trade standpoint. So it'll work out in some sort of trade deal. And that's likely where this is headed, where the Bengals do in fact trade away T. Higgins in a tag and trade sort of situation, similar to what the Packers did with Devontae Adams. Now, there has been a affinity for T. Higgins by Packer fans for a really long time. If you go back to that 2020 draft, there were a lot of people that were hoping that the Packers would not select a quarterback, that they would select a wide receiver. And as soon as guys like, I don't know, Justin Jefferson and Brandon Ayuk were off the board, a lot of people were hoping for guys like Michael Pittman or in this case, T. Higgins and primarily T. Higgins. And T. Higgins has, of course, gone on to have a tremendous career with the Cincinnati Bengals so far. He is still young. He is super talented, and I think there is a fair argument to be made that if the Packers traded for T. Higgins, he would become the number one wide receiver in Green Bay, and he better if you're going to make this sort of move, right? But he is extremely talented, and like I said, would probably go to the top of the pecking order if Green Bay were to make this trade. And as I mentioned, plenty of Packer fans have been clamoring for the Packers to get T. Higgins. And I don't think there's too many Packer fans that are now going back in time and wishing that they had T. Higgins instead of Jordan Love. I think people are pretty happy with how that has turned out ever since this past season specifically. But I'm sure there are plenty of Packer fans who would still like to see Higgins in green and gold in some capacity. What I want to start by going over here today, though, is that how I view almost everything in the NFL is that it is really a trade. And now in this specific situation, we're talking about a legitimate trade of T. Higgins to the Green Bay Packers and how that could potentially work. But everything is a trade-off. The David Bakhtiari decision that's coming up, that decision is a trade-off. Would you rather have the potential possibility of David Bakhtiari playing the season at a very high level still and being your left tackle? Or would you rather release him save $21 million and use that $21 million elsewhere for potential free agents, re-signings, restructurings, whatever you need to do to continue to make this team competitive. You're basically trading a left tackle in David Bakhtiari for flexibility to go out and get other players, whether it be via free agency or however you might acquire said players. Spending a draft pick on a player is a trade of resources. You are using one of your finite resources in a draft pick to select a player 
and that has a set contract for four seasons, and you're going to utilize that pick to go out and get that player. You could have used that pick to trade it for another player. You could have used that pick to move up in the draft, down in the draft, but that is a finite resource, and you had to weigh out the pros and cons of using that resource on that specific player. So when Green Bay selects a player this year, that is a trade-off. Everything in the NFL is a use of resources, and every resource that you have is a finite resource whether it be the amount of money that you have in the salary cap to go and spend, whether it be a draft pick that you have to acquire a player via the draft or trade uh, for a player that's already in the league, whether it is a restructure, a release to get money that can use you know that money elsewhere, whatever it is, there are a finite amount of ways that you can acquire talent and you have to very carefully plan out and attack in a very specific way how you want to utilize those resources, or you're going to find yourself in a situation where you've spent far too many resources and you don't have any more resources left and you are stuck in no man's land. So everything is a trade-off. Now in this specific situation, as I mentioned, we're discussing the potential of a trade of some sort of resource for T Higgins. What would that be? That's probably an important starting point. The trade that teams are expecting and that's been reported that the Bengals are looking for is a first or second round pick. That's what the Bengals are looking for in return for T Higgins in a trade. Let's say for the sake of argument here, and as we role play out this entire scenario, that the Bengals are willing to trade T Higgins to the Packers for the 41st pick in the draft. That is the pick from the New York Jets that they got in the Aaron Rodgers trade. Let's just say hypothetically that the Bengals were amicable to a trade that would bring the number 41 pick to the Bengals and T Higgins to become a member of the Green Bay Packers. That first and foremost is a use of one of those resources. You are taking the 41st pick, which you could use on a young up and coming player who could be great or could be the next Jason Spriggs. We don't know. And in return, you are getting a proven commodity in T Higgins to really bolster your wide receiver room. That is in a vacuum, what that trade could potentially look like, but this trade does not take place in a vacuum. This trade would potentially take place with the use of other resources as well, meaning a huge contract for T Higgins. And the next thing we need to take a look at is what does a T Higgins contract look like? There are three different sources that I found that were estimating what a T Higgins contract would look like this offseason. One was from Spotrack, one was from Andre Parada, who is a NFL salary cap expert, and one is from PFF and Brad Spielberg. Those are the three sources. First, from Spotrack, they're estimating that T Higgins will get a four-year, $74.4 million deal, $18.6 million per year. That's door number one. Door number two is Andre Parada. He says four years, 95 million, 23.75 million per year. And then PFF and Brad Spielberg say four years, 97 million, 24.25 million per year. I'm in the middle right around the Andre Parada PFF range. I think this is a four year, $96 million deal, $24 million per year. That is likely the range or right around what type of deal you are giving to T Higgins. So this is not just the potential of pick 41 for T Higgins. This is pick 41 and a four year, $96 million deal for the rights to T Higgins. 
The pick 41 value, by the way, is a four-year, $9.89 million deal, $2.47 million per year, less than $10 million total on a four-year contract. Those second-round contracts are gold. They are hugely important because if you can get those for four years under $10 million and you hit on a player like, I don't know, Jaden Reed from a season ago, Luke Musgrave from a season ago, those contracts are extremely, extremely valuable. And you can just imagine if you get a wide receiver like Jaden Reed that is on that type of deal, just how much value that that has in the NFL. You've got a cheap, talented wide receiver that in year one proved himself right away. You pay him nothing almost for four seasons. And, you know, you don't have to give this huge exorbitant contract out. So that pick 41 value is extremely nice. And again, only 2.47 million per year. T Higgins, 24 million per year. There is a big gap there. I'll say it one more time though. Pick 41 could turn into the next Jason Spriggs. It could turn into Josh Myers who starts for a handful of seasons, but you're always kind of hoping it was somebody different, somebody better that you could replace that player. And Green Bay's had of Jarrell Worthy is another bad second round pick. It could be the next Casey Hayward, who was a really nice second round pick. It could be a variety of different players. I don't know. And Nick Collins was a pretty darn good second round pick. That's the Pandora's box that you open up and the mystery box that you open up with a any pick, but specifically in the second round. Could be the next great player, could be the next bust. You just don't know. That's why there is potentially some value in trading a pick like that for a player like T. Higgins, who is still young, proven, has not really had any injury issues, and continues to play at a high level and should continue to do so with whoever he plays with going into next season. But that does bring up the idea or the fact of like, all right, what did T. Higgins bring to the table? Now, 2023, as I mentioned, isn't a great barometer to set for Higgins because he didn't have Joe Burrow last season. He was dealing with some backup quarterbacks and he doesn't really get to be wide receiver one because, I don't know, Jamar Chase is there. And they've all, yeah, they had a variety of options on that offense. But T. Higgins in 2023, regardless of all the other stuff, 67 catches, 908 yards, 13.6 yards per catch, and six touchdowns. T. Higgins' best season in any of his years, and it's really the two previous years were almost identical seasons, but his best season, 74 catches, 1,029 yards, and seven touchdowns. That's the best T. Higgins season. Just to put that into contrast, Jaden Reed, as a rookie this past year, which they also spent a second round pick on, 64 catches, 793 yards, and eight touchdowns. He had 902 total yards, including rushing yards, and 10 total touchdowns, including rushing and receiving touchdowns. So T. Higgins' best season, 1,029 receiving yards and seven touchdowns. Last year, Jaden Reed had 902 total yards and 10 total touchdowns. So again, I'm not saying that Green Bay is going to find another Jaden Reed in the second round, regardless of what position that they pick, but T. Higgins, not like this, we're not talking about a guy who's gone 120 catches, 18, 1900 yards and 14 touchdowns. He's been a really good number two wide receiver who I think, and a lot of people think can be a number one, but he hasn't had to prove that yet. He hasn't necessarily done that yet. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Meanwhile, while we look at that $24 million per year, what we really have to look at is the ultimate trade-off here. And the real reason why, in my opinion, this does not make sense, and it doesn't make sense for a variety of reasons, but you not only are losing out on pick 41, but you are also losing out on the $24 million per year that, I don't know, you could go out and spend on the defense. Let's just look at it this way. Xavier McKinney's market value is three years, $37.5 million. That's what he's expected to get. Now, he might not reach free agency. The Giants might get a long-term deal. They might franchise tag him. They might transition tag him, and he might never become available. Don't necessarily worry about that. Don't necessarily worry on the names that I'm talking about here. You get the point of, they can fit Xavier McKinney on like $12.5 million deal. Let's just say a Frankie Louvu, whose estimated contract is going to be three years, $23 million, $7.7 million per year. You can fit Xavier McKinney, Frankie Louvu, and the contract for pick 41 at the, the $2.5 million per year in a nice little bundle and still pay less than what you would for T. Higgins over the next four seasons. At least that's what the contracts are estimated at. And I'll say it one more time. If Xavier McKinney and Frankie Luvu are not your cup of tea, 
Go out on any sort of salary cap tracker. You can go out on Spotrack. You can go out and see what some of these estimated contracts are and go have fun spending $24 million per year in free agency spending. You might be looking at some group of smaller deals, maybe bringing back a guy like a Keyshawn Nixon, maybe going out and doing one huge deal for a player. Whatever it might be, you can go out and spend that $24 million per year and, and still have that second round pick still available. That is a huge difference. So would you rather have a second round pick, pick 41 overall, which by the way, we don't even know for sure if Cincinnati would say yes, they could be asking for Green Bay's first round pick. It could be worse, but even hypothetically, if they would accept pick 41, you are giving up pick 41, a very valuable resource and a huge contract that you could be using on maybe two big-time defensive players that could help your, fix your defense, which is really one of the biggest issues with this team right now, rather than going for a wide receiver, which also, by the way, just so happens to be one of the Packers' best positions on their entire roster. The depth chart at wide receiver right now is Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed, Dontavian Wicks. Those four guys are going to get a ton of snaps already. You add T. Higgins to that room, and it's Higgins, Watson, Dobbs, Reed, and Wicks. Good luck divvying up enough passes to all of those players to make everyone happy. That doesn't even include Aaron Jones, Luke Musgrave, and Tucker Craft. It's almost too much at that point. You can never have too much, but it's a lot. And that doesn't even include Bo Melton or Malik Heath. And Malik Heath, you might also have to release because are you going to keep seven wide receivers on the roster? That becomes another issue where you might need to actually release a player who's a good wide receiver just because you can't keep all of these wide receivers on the roster. Meanwhile, I also think that adding A.T. Higgins to this group and putting him sort of at number one on that list stunts the growth of Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Dontavian Wicks, Bo Melton, the entire crew, Jaden Reed, all of them. It makes it so that they don't get to develop potentially into that number one wide receiver. And my guess and my bet is that one of those guys, at least one of those guys will develop into that number one on their own if they can continue to get better, progress like they showed they could last year and continue that work that they've done with Jordan Love to really build the foundation of this offense. T Higgins sort of upsets the apple cart a bit and sort of makes everything a little bit unaligned with what you have with your current wide receiver core. It also could force Jordan Love to look T Higgins way more. They just gave up a second round pick and a huge contract for this dude. I better get him the ball and make sure that he's happy because is T Higgins going to be happy if he's not that guy? Probably not. And now you might have a highly paid disgruntled wide receiver or even if he's not, even if he's totally fine and he's a great team player and there's no issue like that whatsoever, let's just say T. Higgins doesn't get all of those passes thrown his way and it continues to be Christian Watson and Dontavian Wicks and Romeo Dobbs and Luke Musgrave and the ball is just spread out everywhere. Well, then what the heck did you just give a second round pick and a hundred million dollar contract to if he's not going to be the guy that's getting the ball all the time? Did you even need that in the first place? Spoiler, the answer is no. So not only does it, again, not make sense financially with how you want to spend all of those resources and losing out on a valuable second round pick and some huge money that you could spend elsewhere, not only does it upset the apple cart with the current pecking order of wide receivers and guys that are going to develop into that spot, 
not only does it make it so that you might potentially have to release a really good wide receiver just because you're adding another wide receiver to the mix, but it also forces Love potentially to have to look one way, you know, way a little bit more, or you just might not even be getting the ROI on that player that you were hoping for in that trade in the first place. Let's just say, if we're going to throw some crazy hypotheticals around, that Cincinnati called and said, well, how about this? We want a second round pick, but you have a second round pick on your roster that we'd be interested in. We'll take Christian Watson for T. Higgins. We get the younger, cheaper wide receiver. We think he'd fit really well with Jamar Chase. He values as a second round pick. We'll take Watson. That makes it so that you don't have this huge log jam of wide receivers. You get T. Higgins, the proven commodity, a player who hasn't been hurt. Let's just say Cincinnati does that deal. Another spoiler here, I don't think they do that deal. If they would though, even in that situation, you still sort of have this upsetting of the pecking order where now T. Higgins jumps to the front of the line. You still have probably a spread out offense where Matt's going to make sure that the ball goes to whoever has the best matchup. I don't necessarily think that you get the ROI. You still can't spend that money in free agency. At least you still have pick 41 in this situation, but you lose out on the younger and I would argue more talented wide receiver in Christian Watson. Let me be clear. T. Higgins is better than Christian Watson right now, just based on the fact that he has been more reliable, more steady. You know what you're getting, and Christian Watson has not proved that yet. But Christian Watson's ceiling is significantly higher, and there is a world in which Cincinnati gets the better player in this deal if Watson can just stay healthy. So even in that crazy scenario where Cincinnati offers that deal, I still don't do it because I don't want to use all that money on one wide receiver based on what Green Bay has at receiver right now. And I'm still not super geeked about having to give up Christian Watson in that trade. And like I said, I don't think they actually do that deal anyway. What I'll say is, and just to kind of wrap this up in a couple different things, if I were going to make a major trade, if I were Green Bay, T Higgins is not the player that I'm even calling about. I'm going to call about defensive players around the league that I think I could get with a premium pick and a premium contract if I needed to give that out. More importantly, I would just use the second round pick and go out and spend that money that I have to give to T Higgins on the defense to help build up that defense. The last thing I'll say here, a couple things really quick. One is that Goody's not going to do this type of deal anyway. This is the anti Green Bay Packers way of doing things. So while it's a fun conversation and while I think I feel like I'm on the right side here of saying like, this is not the right way to go. And I think I've shown that today. Um, if you're like worried of it all, like this is not the way that the Packers operate on things. And the last thing I'll say is that the Packers right now have a cheat code at wide receiver. They have six legitimate and they might have seven or eight, but they have at least six legitimate NFL worthy wide receivers, five of which I think could develop into all like starting tier wide receivers and would be shocked if one or two of these guys don't develop into true number one type wide receivers. And they're paying all of them under 10 million total this upcoming season. That is a superpower, a cheat code, whatever you want to define it. They have a plethora of playmakers that are super cheap, super talented, and have already proven themselves in their very, very young careers. Why would you want to take that and throw it away by giving a huge contract to a wide receiver when you are in the perfect situation right now with the wide receiver core that you have and not paying them any money whatsoever in comparison to what you'd be paying a T Higgins. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It is not something I would do. It is not something that I think Goody would have any interest in entertaining, but 
If you want the counter argument to it, go check out Peter Bukowski excuse me, on the Lockdown Packers podcast. And of course, as Peter always does, he gives a great reasoning for why he thinks it could be a good decision for Green Bay. But let me know in the comments below and let Peter know in the comments over on Lockdown. Are you pro trading for T Higgins? Are you anti trading for T Higgins? If you were to trade, what would you be willing to give up? Or are you just out on it all together? That is going to do it for me on this bonus edition of the Pack-A-Day podcast. Find me on YouTube, wherever you get your favorite audio podcasts. Of course, we've got our great audio team as well. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, check out those Pack-A-Day podcast YouTube memberships. Shout out to our Hall of Fame and All-Pro members, Most Hated Minnesotan, PJ Wayne, John Wild, Shea Bradad, Brandon Paletta, Jennifer Wright, Boom Handle, Donald Lee, Lori Lord, Baby QB, David McCluskey, Donald Decker, and Flixen, Gatsfeld, Elabar Bremen. I will see you guys soon, but until next time, and as always, Go Pack Go! Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.